The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. Hear the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome to the Carmen Live for the Sports Talk. It is a Thursday morning. We are live. Thursday. Thursday morning. It feels Thursday, like a Friday. Thursday. It does feel like a Friday. What was that? Thursday, Thursday? So you yeah, probably today, Thursday, Thursday. No, see, I, I, see, I plan on drinking on Tuesday. That's Demery Lachey. Yes. 888-346-9144, Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. I'm trying to stop drinking. I don't drink Monday through Friday morning. Monday through Tuesday? Monday through Friday afternoon. Monday through Friday. That's good. That's yeah, good. So you just drink on the weekend? Yeah, just weekend. So casual. You, I'm they, a casual social. Really? Yeah. Sometimes well, you don't my social you life home, does go you know, hard. Yeah. You hard in the paint? I talk a lot, so my social life does go a little... A little bit out the ways. It is not bad. It is a <laughs> Thursday. Uh, the time will change November 2nd, I believe so. So this show, the Kwame Lachey Sports Talk, Demery Lachey will be coming on at 10 a.m. Arizona time. Now, you got to get that correct. So on the East Coast, it'll still be 12 o'clock Pacific time. I think it'll be, it might be 11 there or it might be 12. We might get on, somehow we get on the same time as California Pacific. Uh, that's where it's based out of. But... We got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Uh, it's gonna go by fast. You know the show. We might get we might get stuck on one topic and talk it to death. Uh, what's that? A filibuster? We might talk it to death and and then uh, <laughs> and you know we, we I like formats. I like plans. But when you on a it's, see, I like the show when when you're talking about something and then you it's one of those shows you're listening to but you can't get out the car because you want to figure out what's happening next, what's going on next, what they're gonna say next. Right. You know those type of show. Yeah. And Allows you to be your own personality. Those type of shows, you ain't gotta oh, I'm stay to the script. That. You I'm know, you I, can just be yourself. I got my doc, doctor's mask on, not me, but on the microphone because I, I got a cold sore and, I, and it had to come from this microphone. Cause you got a I bum bump because I don't kiss. You got a bum bump or a bum flicked you in your lip, what, the, like the, like what Kevin Hart said. Oh, let me explain. <laughs> you got the bum bump. I can't laugh because I'm trying to let it dry up. So when I laugh, it might crack. It, it opens up every <laughs> time he laughs. Y'all should see him. I'm ducking and dodging. Oh, when he, when he, when Plus, you, I don't when know. he touch it with two fingers. Let yeah. me touch it. He got the bum up touch by when the, the bum, microphone. A bum touch your lip. But Carmi encouraged me to put my little napkin over the mic man, for the you better, day too. Man. So ain't nothing nice, man. I don't want no bum bumps. You're right. <laughs> ain't nothing nice having a bump. Um <laughs> on your lip from somebody touching your mouth. No, I don't. No, I don't. No. I don't kiss. So I don't know how that got up there. Well, it's easy. So, I mean, you kissed the microphone, or you was. Yeah, I think I did it by mistake too, and I remember. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out the whole time how did this <laughs> happen. The whole time thinking, what? What did I put something on my lip? I washed my face probably three times a day. How did I get a bump? And I remember I might have bumped them to the mic one time, and I, and I don't know if you saw, but I jumped back and made that face like I had a bad coffee. <laughs> oh, something bad. Something bad. All right, let's get into sports before we bore everybody. Let me talk to the Dallas Cowboys fans for a while. And let me preface by saying 
I used to be a Dallas Cowboy fan. I grew up in Virginia, Newport News, Virginia. I grew up where, you know, we breed superstars where you can't walk mm. the corner where you can't walk. You better ask anybody. That that's seven that's seven five seven used to be eight oh four. That's seven cities. Norfolk, Virgi- Norfolk, Newport News. Let me start a ball. I didn't know beachfronts can produce superstars. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, beachfront property. Yeah, beachfront property superstars. That's basically what the whole state of Virginia. All right. Is. So let me let me uh, make you bite your tongue. What about Florida? That's beachfront property. They breed superstars. Well, yeah, they're, they're another breed down what about, there. They what, have, what about California? Oh, they're another breed, but we can't have it. No, because Florida down there, they got they, they, them boys coming out of the swamps. They coming out of, <laughs> I don't know, they down there with alligators. That's Obechobe, Florida. That's, yeah, that's, that's in the swamps. Well, that's where they at, them Pahokee stations yeah. and Awatuki, Florida. <laughs> that's where they come from. <laughs> As I was saying, Newport News, Hampton, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Suffolk, Chesapeake. What am I forgetting? It's another city. Uh, yeah, post some stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, you, you that. Hit them all. I'm no, I hit six or seven, seven cities. I don't know my own seven cities. Anyway, growing up there, you, you would think I would like to watch the Redskins because the Washington Redskins are in Virginia. Yeah, that would make DC. sense. Yeah, yeah. But I never liked the Washington Redskins, and I couldn't understand how my mother used to like Pittsburgh. I think she used to like Pittsburgh because I like Dallas. She used to want to just always have something on me. Yeah, outside of being my mother. Which I had a great mother. Um, but I was a Dallas Cowboys fan. And, and when you were a kid, you liked your team for a lot of reasons. You might like the color of that team, or you might like that star on that helmet, as I did, the Dallas Cowboys. But I did like Tom Landry, how professional he, he just looked. And I don't know, it was something to me that he always looked professional. He always His team has always looked like they were ready to play. Mm-hmm. You might like um, the Oakland Raiders because they're colors. I told uh, Mark McMillan yesterday, we were texting back and forth. I said, you know what? I can see me in that Oakland Raiders uniform, that black and silver, mm-hmm. the way I played. Mm. Yeah. I think every football player came across that Nobody wants to play for them, though. They nobody wants to play for them, but they can imagine themselves yeah. in that black and silver. Ooh, the wait. world's against you. You just feel like. So now I might be jealous of Tim Brown because he was in that black and silver forever. Yeah, forever. Great athlete. Great, great guy, Tim Brown. Um, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame, should have been in there five years ago. But that's that's neither here nor there. The Dallas Cowboys. So I grew up liking the Dallas Cowboys. And they were always that team. It was always a good team to me. These Dallas Cowboy fans today are like they've been winning the whole time. They haven't won. They went to one playoff in 10 years. They haven't won a, in 12, 13 years since they was relevant with Troy Aikman and Er uh, Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, and all those guys that was a, a huge part of it on the offense and defense side of the uh, of Dallas Cowboys football team. I just got off. When you're a kid, you get you do some kid stuff. When you grow up, you, you realize, because I got a bunch of friends that like a bunch of loser teams. I know some guys who love the Raiders, and they're not even from Oakland. They're not even from California. They're not even from the West. Yeah. But you love you like what you like. You love what you love. But these Dallas Cowboys fans today – they are like, like Dallas Cowboys. They always got some justification. They always got a reason why the Dallas Cowboys is their team or like they're not so-called fair weather. But I know you fair weather. I know you are because you get, you get mad so much. And then when he, somebody talk about the Dallas Cowboys always losing and Tony Romo this, Tony Romo that, you go back to when they were good. See, you can say that about Pittsburgh because we always we don't expect Dallas Cowboys to be good. Right. We you might hope them to be good. You don't expect them to be good. You because you always gotta 
well, Tony Romo's going to do this. They got a great chance to win it, but Tony Romo's going to do this. The Dallas Cowboys this year has taken Tony Romo out the equation. They've given the ball to Marco Mer- DeMarco Murray, who's having a Pro Bowl year, who, who's arguably having an Offensive Player of the Year type year. Right. Now, you can, go with, you can go with him. You can go with Peyton Manning, obviously. You can also go with uh, Drew, not Drew Brees, but uh, Phillip Rivers, which the Denver Broncos and the San Diego Chargers do play tonight. We'll get to that game. But it's not like the Pittsburgh Steelers where you you just know they're going to be good. And you know they're going to be good for a long time, although the Pittsburgh Steelers are somewhat in the co- Got me baffled a little yeah. bit. Well, here's the thing with the Cowboys. You know, they always had a history. So with history carries a lot of expectations, high expectations. So when you don't live up to those expectations, expectations, your fans are going to talk about you bad. You're going to lose some and you're going to gain some to try to motivate, you know, that team's expectations back to what they were back in history. So the Fairweather fans that jump on the bandwagon here and there and start to make noise once your team starts winning, they're going to come out the woodworks, of course, and you hate that, especially with a Dallas Cowboys team with the well-known history who just make a lot of noise. Same thing with Laker fans. I never oh, heard so many goodness. Laker fans complain when they oh my goodness when they're right. losing, but when they're winning, it's like they won the Super Bowl. They won the NBA championship. This is why I don't like fans. I don't like. Fa- I don't know. <laughs> no, I love fans. I, yeah, I hate it, fanatics. It's just the fanatics of the these history history teams. Well, history, and then they always want to throw in the arguments. Um, well, look at our history. It's like, well, what are you doing now? No, but <laughs> yeah. our history tells us you guys never even went to the championship. Yeah, they, they go to your team and say, well, look at you our guys banners. never do this. Well, that's pretty back in the 70s before you even know what football even was. Right. That's yeah. cute. But nowadays, yeah, the Cowboys, they do have, you know, I would say arguably one of the best teams. Honestly, I haven't seen them. Dallas? Yeah, Dallas yeah. do have right now one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, oh, yeah, one, maybe one or two. You can arguably put them one yeah. or two. With but the, at the, the same time, I wouldn't jump on the bandwagon fully just yet. Even, yeah, they even are after this year, one. I wouldn't. Because let's get Doug. We got Doug on the line. Doug, Doug, are you there? Because we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys and, and, and more so the fans like the Dallas Cowboys has always been relevant. The Dallas Cowboys haven't been running for 10, 13 years. And now they're having a great year. And they, under, they don't understand that this great year has not a whole lot to do with Tony Romo. It has more so to do with taking the ball out of Tony Romo's hands so he doesn't make those mistakes that he accustomed to of trying to win games on his own and forcing situations that don't need to be forced. Yeah. Were we just talking about this the other day on the show? Uh, with Tony Romo taking him out and giving the ball to DeMarco Murray. Hey, how that's totally changed that Cowboy team this year. We, we might have. Yeah, so we, we but, but, but that was more so uh, opening this up with how the fans perceive, uh, how they go. And, and Denver kind of hit the nail on the head. With, like Lakers fans, you always go back to when you so bad, it's like, okay, well, we got five championship rings with Kobe. We got five with Magic Johnson. You go back to the history part of it. History does repeat itself, but history d- does nothing for you if you don't take anything positive or negative out of it and make your team better. So with the Dallas Cowboys, they are finally trying to have a great season. They have a good season right now because they are going to be one and two in the National Football League as far as offense, and we didn't think their defense would be anything, just vice versa with the Cardinals. We thought their defense would be everything. But it's not. So let's go. Let's go with on this on the subject of the fans and how they were. And but, but yeah, the Dallas Cowboys well, had success because they took the ball out of Tony Romo's hand. Well, and, and look at the fans. I mean, you you know, playing here in Arizona, Arizona is a huge huge bandwagon state. Oh my if goodness! If your team is winning here in Arizona, you've got fans that come out of every crack in the street. <laughs> but you start losing, the stadium's empty. 
and that's with the Suns, the Diamondbacks. That's the true. That's true. Arizona team, very, but, very, very true. But you know what? You also got to look at it. There's a lot of people here in Arizona that come from other states. So you don't have that base like, say, look at the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're, no matter winning, losing, <laughs> that stadium's filled. The Browns fans are Browns fans for life. Because right. you remember the dog pound? You remember the dog pound? They'll never oh, forget that. Yeah. You got to have some tradition to go back to also instead of history. Oh, yeah. Well, and look at look at when the Browns moved to uh, Baltimore and they lost the team. And once they brought the Browns back, mm-hmm. all those fans were back again. Those I fans mean, you didn't back. lose a fan base by taking that team out at all. All right, let me put a comma right there because when they came back to Cleveland, you get those you got those fans back. And I'm not from Arizona, uh, and I might be kind of it might be different because I played for the Arizona Cardinals. But I didn't play for the Phoenix Suns. I didn't play for the, the Arizona Coyotes. I didn't play for the WNBA team, the, the uh, Mercury. But I root for those teams like they are my team. If you live here, and we do come from, a lot of us come from other places. If you live here, one thing, that, that's why I said I hate fanatics. I like fans, but I hate fanatics. Or not hate, such strong word. I dislike fanatics. You got to root for the team, your hometown team. I've, I've seen games where, and Doug, you hit the nail on the head, with their fair weather. You can't be fair weather if you want to root for a team all of a sudden when everything's winning. Look at the TV ratings from this year and when the Carters went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a that, – that's when Kurt Warner was quarterbacking. Now you have uh, Carson Palmer quarterbacking. The TV ratings for the – that from, from then to now mm. – now it's way better. They're killing the ratings. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why that is. Because you have a time has passed. You have a generation of kids who's coming up. Maybe I wouldn't say a generation, but you have some kids probably at that time were 13 are coming up, and now they're 20 years old. So mm-hmm. now you have kids that's really following the Cardinals, who really made the Cardinals their team. So you, you can watch it more. And, and, and you can't see the Diamondbacks won the World Series. But mm-hmm. nobody goes to that stadium anymore because of com- because of Doug's point and your point, Demery. Yeah, they fair weather. Well, support your hometown teams is what I'm saying. Don't let, don't say, oh, I'm Dallas Cowboys. Like we was always winning. You wasn't. Nobody expect you to win. So when you lose, don't go crazy. <laughs> other people talking about it. You can look on social media and see all the nonsense. Yeah. that how they oh they they throwing up crazy sign, putting the middle finger, talking bad. Oh, what about your team? Right. So, do you consider yourself as a fair weather this fair weather fan? This just being a fanatic. I mean, like that you that you per saying that you love to hate, you love to dislike. Like you say, you you never was a, a Phoenix Suns fan. Neither was I. Mm-hmm. But just because now that I'm in the city, I don't consider myself as a fanatic. I, I consider myself as a fan right. of the Suns now, right? Because I'm I'm in the city, and you know I, I want to see these guys succeed. In just for the city itself, and then if they fail, I'm I can still see myself, you know, still rooting these guys on. I'm a diehard Pacer fan, but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I want to see success for the Phoenix Suns. But see, you come from another place who had a basketball team. I'm from Virginia. We oh yeah, we, we, have, we didn't have. We nah. had uh, we had the, the the only professional basketball team was ABA when uh, Julius Irving played uh-huh. in that league. Um, but we have the Washington Redskins. The, the nearby teams we have are the Philadelphia Eagles and everything sport-wise in Philadelphia, the New York, uh, whatever thing, whatever is in New York. Mm-hmm. All those nearby cities we have, so you root for them. Um, Washington Redskins, Washington Wizards. Yeah. We have those. Uh, now we have to, now the, nearby nas- cities. Yeah, the Nationals yeah. and all that. And that's only a, a, a couple of hours away right. from me. Right, so, Do I consider myself a fair-weather fan? No, I still consider myself a fan. Now, if I go somewhere else to another state to live, 
mm-hmm. I will always have a place for the. I will always root for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. I will always root for Phoenix teams. Okay. I will always and then, but I will try to support the team of where I am now. But if you playing and if I'm newly in that city or state, and they playing the Phoenix Suns, well, I'm rooting for the Phoenix Suns okay. until I get, uh, till I establish. Being there for a certain while. Yeah, because when the Pacers come to town, I'm going to wear my, my Pacer gear. And you're going to get beat up. I'm yeah. not going to get touched. Yeah, you're going to get beat up. I'm not going to get yeah. beat up. You better be glad it's well, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be with security. <laughs> my security. <laughs> security, right? Uh, right there with you. Uh, you better hope. <laughs> speak, yeah, speak on it, Doug. <laughs> we understand that. And I think part of that's because we've played the game and we've been in sports. You don't have the fans that think that way, though. You yeah. have very few, um, like I said, Cleveland, that they think that way. Right. Yeah. Um, but you have a lot of states and a lot of people out there that don't think that way. Yeah. You know, they want to win a team. If they're not winning, I don't care about them. And that's just, I think, more the, just kind of the generation that's out there right now just with with sports in general. I seen, I seen PG-13 shooting around on that, what you were saying. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's on one leg pretty much. He is shooting on one leg. He's crazy if he thinks he's going to play this year. I saw him. I saw him mm-hmm. hitting shots like he do, though. Mm-hmm. Hitting shots like he do. Jumper's still nice. Yeah, but ain't nobody in front of him. There's no one That's in front fine. of him. He's not coming off the ground. You saw it. That's fine. As he, long as he's gaining that confidence step by step, taking his time. Take that. Um, when he's seeing that jumper go through the net. That's all that matters. <laughs> that's all he cares about. That's all I care about. But then he got to play defense. Who he going to guard? The center? Who's not going to move? His defense is incredible. He's not worried about his defense. He just want to make sure his offensive game is still up to par. Okay, this is why the Indiana Pacers don't win. This is why they this don't win. This is not why they Yeah, because their no, offensive no, game that slanders. Thinking right, and, that thinking right there, because... <laughs> I, I was I'm him. just talking as a fan. I'm not saying that's I, him. I, I hear you. But I hear it, you. with his confidence seeing the ball go through the net, oh, that's the game that he needs to work sure. on more than his defense. I've been saying. Now, I'm not saying he's not going to work on his defense because he, he, he has a new leg. You're right. He's going to work on that defense once he gets more conditioned. But with the confidence, when you play basketball, what do you want to see? Defense. You want to see that ball go through the net when no, you're he, playing. Oh, I thought you was when asking, playing, I thought you was asking me. I'm asking you. Defense. <laughs> you can't score. You, you want to see that ball go through the net. See, regardless, Doug, 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 you agree with that, he's right? He's a defensive guy too, so I don't know what. You, well, he might have a different perspective on ba- basketball. You can't speak for him. I can't <laughs> speak I for him. You're right. My team playing defense. Yeah, and I want to see them going down and scoring. Thank mm. you. Yeah, but he said defense first. He, he said he doesn't mind the you defense. You're an offensive guy. You're a receiver. But if that ball going through the net, that's how you win. When the ball crosses <laughs> that end zone, no, that's, that's not you. true. That's not true. Wait, hold on, hold on. That's not true. <laughs> but if, if you can't. Play defense and they score. You're not going to win by doing that either. And he that's, know that's that very, yeah. he's an offensive guy, minded guy, so he wants to get the ball in his hand all the time. If if you 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 be, be one of the first ones to say y'all play some defense, we are gonna get out there, we are gonna get you the ball, get us the ball, we gonna score. Yeah, and you know that's not gonna be true. <laughs> that's you me. know your offense that was is not me. Score. Hey, you get us the ball, we gonna score. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Kwamela Sports Hall. Doug's on the line. Jim Lachey in the studio. We'll take a quick break and we'll come right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hey, welcome back to the front of our sports talk. We them boys. We them boys. All right. That's the idea. You can let play the whole. He got to play. I mean, just because we can't hear it, you can still hear it. So we talking through the music. It's all good. Appreciate it, Mike. You gave Jimmy something he finally understood. <laughs> finally, he understood. I understand you, all other music as well. You understand music. You understand the, the genre of music. You understand the the where this music come from, the origination of music. Because you are you are a Puff Daddy type guy. No. You, yeah, you like the don't, replays. Don't, don't, you like the remix. Don't disrespect yeah. me or Puffy like that ever again. <laughs> Man, he found look. he found Notorious B.I.G., so obviously you can't. He ain't find him. He the one had him. Look, oh. we ain't gonna, I ain't going <laughs> to get into why Puff is, why uh, uh, Notorious is not okay. here today. Okay. 888-346-9144, Kwame Sports Talk, Demi Lachey in the studio. We were talking about the Fairweather fans and got Doug on the line. I want to get into some. Um, it's a whole lot of stuff I want to get into. Yeah. It's like basketball. The, the the baseball team, Kansas City Royals, tied it up. Go Royals! See, I got a little. Now you watch the you watch the San Francisco Giants play, and you mm-hmm. watch them how they balled out. That took the momentum of the game in that first game, and they beat the uh, Kansas City Royals, who was undefeated in the postseason, and they come out and win that game on the first on on the road, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Now, if you lose, if you win. Let me see. If you win that first game, now you got six games, or what is it, seven games? You got six games, or six games, or four games to win out of six. Four, yeah. Yeah, whatever I'm trying out to say. Out of seven games, you got to win four. Yes, yeah. uh, you win that first one. So uh-huh. that's what the San Francisco. So it was very huge game played last night. And in, in the bench clear, I, you know, I think it was in the fifth inning when they hit that home run. Perez gave it that home run. Mm-hmm. They. Because you don't like it, I'm home. I got to get my swagger back. Mm-hmm. I might look at you. I might stare you down after, after I hit it. Now, I'm not that guy when I hit the ball. If I hit it on the park, I get on base. I just go do what I'm supposed to do. I do, I do protocol. But mm-hmm. if I'm trying to get that momentum back and that swag back that we had that got us 0-8 in the postseason until the Giants beat us mm-hmm. in that first game at home, yeah, I'm going to do what I got to do. But I'm going to stay within my game so I don't lose focus of what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I think that's what the Royals definitely bounce back to. They stuck to themselves. You know, I think with them not seeing a World Series ever, then you're at home and you got a young baseball team, I think it was too much for that game one. I it think, was too yeah. much. You know, they, they they haven't heard the city roar like this in so Except long. Except for the Chiefs, and Chiefs haven't yeah. either, but but still. But that's every Sunday for them. Yeah, yep. And so you go into the World Series of baseball, you got an experienced Giants team. They know they've been there before. You know, after that game, after, the, after game one, you know, I think it was just too much. Like like you say, it was a good thing for them mm-hmm. to have a home game for the Royals to have two home games. 
But the first game, I had a feeling they were going to take that loss, and it was going to be a big loss. Because I could see that happening. It was that just too game. much. They, they, you know, when you're too young, the, you go to a candy store, you're just like, give oh, me everything. Man. I yeah, want I just everything. want it all. I, I want it, I'm, You're going to do stuff but that's out of character. I only you know? got enough for a tissue roll, but I want everything. I'm excited. Right, you gonna, it's like when you go yeah. to a park, you want to ride everything. Exactly. Doug, you watched a little bit of the baseball game? I don't know. You was I wasn't, man. I was uh, coaching the football last night, so didn't get a chance to catch it, but looking at it this morning, on uh, oh, on the uh, highlights and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean that six inning, man, five runs just five away. Runs. That's you why know, I want to break bases cleared in the yeah. six. And, and here's the thing: I want KC to win because one, I'm any San Francisco team. Obviously, being a Cardinals fan, I'm just against anyway. So, um, but just KC haven't been there in a while. Eighty five. Um, it's just nice to see that turn for the city and for the players and everything else. Just kind of more of that Cinderella type story. Yeah. Um, going through so. Um, I'm hoping they come out of um, of the series as a winner and get I think that championship be a, for that town. And that's um, a, a seven game. But we'll series. see. It's a tough couple games coming up. So it's going to be a seven game series, I believe. So and I think the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean Royals. I'm crazy. Kansas City Royals going to pull it off. They won last night seven. What was it? Seven two. Seven uh, two. Yeah. Seven two. They won that game. They defeat the Giants. Now they, the series is even up one one. It would have been great for either team to be two up going anywhere because now most times I think it's a high percentage, 80, 80%, 85% chance if you lose the first game, you lose the series. Right. Only two teams ever come back from that. But we talked how young these Royals are and how energetic they are and, and maybe the stage is too bright for them or too big for them because when you're in the postseason, you're doing what you're supposed to do. You plan to you plan to – Get into the World Series, and I t- and I said this probably Tuesday, that getting into the World Series is a win in itself. So now I think it comes down to the manager of both teams. And San Francisco uh, Giants, this is their third worst World Series appearance in five years. I don't know. I'm not throwing dynasty around as loosely as most people are, mm-hmm. but they, both of these teams got in through a one game playoffs. The Royals just happened to sweep everybody in their in their. Quest to the World Series, they get there, so the stage might have been too bright, and they at home, and they thought they just gonna go out there, and maybe there's too much time off in between, and maybe they just yeah. gonna go out there, and we're gonna win in the Giants. But you forgetting that the Giants, they've been there, right? They've been there. This is their third time in five years, so they are used to this atmosphere. They used to these lights. Yeah, and what beforehand, you know, winning in the wild card game and moving on to the ALCS for the, for the Royals. You're playing right away, you know, with this time yeah. off between the World Series and the last uh, round before this one, you, it was a lot of time off, and you're being around the city more. You look, you're opening, you're sitting down at home more. You're watching TV. You're in the training room, watching TV more. That's the worst. And then you're seeing nothing but KC, KC when you're seeing watching baseball, and everybody's talking about them. Like, you, like Doug said, it's the whole Cinderella story. So everybody you, loves the Cinderella story. You guys buy into uh, you guys, Doug, uh, Demery, y'all, y'all like Cinderella, Cinderella. Of course. That's the reason why you. Oh, yeah. That's a great reason why you watch sports. You don't want to see. I want to see my team win. I don't want to see no team come out of. I don't want to see because we could call anybody. We can call Wichita State last year a Cinderella, but they t- yeah. they can bowl. Yeah, that basketball team in Wichita State. 
who's known for ba- baseball over there, mm-hmm. but they've had pretty good basketball teams. And I did want to see them win. I mm-hmm. did want to see them go all the way. And they should have won that game. I think it was against Kentucky or Louisville. One and, of that's, and that's all it is. It's just a feel-good story for teams you really don't know about, you don't really watch, um, even with other sports. Like, I really don't watch baseball a lot. Right. But just to hear about the story of the Royals really pushes me to watch, pay attention more to baseball. Uh, like you said, Wichita State pay more. Well, they're in my conference, so yeah, I knew yeah. all about Wichita State. Like you said, I, I know about this team. Um, they, they had so it's not a lot a Cinderella of to you though. No, because you know them. No, when you yeah. know them, no, of course not. It's not. It's only Cinderella when it's a national stage. When exactly. they somebody from nowhere hit the national stage. Yeah, yeah, Doug. Well, and I think also look at it this way too: is when you've got like the San Francisco Giants this year, they've been there what three, five years. Um, look at the Yankees, you know, this last decade. I think part of that, too, is you have a team that's consistently getting to the World Series. I think you start getting some people that aren't fans of that team to start saying, all right, uh, who, who cares about this team now? Let's get somebody else in there. Right. And then you yeah. get a team that hasn't been there for a while, really not, hasn't, hasn't even been uh, any type of talk from playoffs or anything for X amount of years. Now they're in there. I think you have a lot more people starting to root for that team now, just because they're tired of that other team winning, you know, consistently and being in there as well. Yeah, and and I go back to my fan um, comments that I made. I don't have a problem if you good. Find a way to beat me, uh, because we do want to see somebody else in there. We do want to see uh, another team. We don't want to see the who 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 could I say in basketball? We don't want to see the Miami Heat or the San Antonio Spurs. Well, why don't we? Because we want another team. Your, your team lost. So you so I normally go with the team that's in the conference of the, of the same team that I root for. Mm-hmm. Like if the Super Bowl goes down. And it's in the, in the NFC West, you have the Arizona Cardinals, St. Louis Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and San Francisco 49ers. Well, if the Cardinals are out, mm-hmm. I want to see one of those teams in there to do it. It makes the, the validity of the conference stronger. And if they're not in there, then I'm going NFC. Mm-hmm. Even though I like some of the players and some of the teams on the AFC, but I'm going to stick with the NFC. I played NFC most of my career two years on the AFC. Mm-hmm. So I like the NFC and what it does. When, you, when I think AFC, I don't think it's physical football that I'm accustomed to or what's in my head. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Cinderella team is one thing, uh, and, and it's, it's only because when you're not familiar with a team and you think they came out of nowhere, because Denver, you played in that conference. You know the Wichita State Shockers. You know uh, they're not a Cinderella to you because you can see their talent every year, but most people yeah. don't because they don't get that television televised games that most teams do until they get into – and we are here about the we are here about Wichita because now they're 17-0 in the conference they played in. And I think mm-hmm. Gonzaga used to be in that conference. I think Butler used to be in that conference. Mm, no. Nah. One of those teams. Well, Gonzaga was out west, but Butler played in an even smaller conference in the area. But they used to play each other. What's the yeah, team? they used to play. Right, that's what I'm saying, yeah. basketball-wise. They right, used to right. play they each other. They used to play each other year, every year. So when they moved out and moved up, mm-hmm. then you're talking about Wichita State should own that conference. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not their fault they're stuck in that conference because they've, right. re- they, they've been trying to revamp big conferences forever. We, we've seen it done last year in football for the past two years in, in college football. We've yeah. seen it done – Eight years ago, NFL, professional football. Yeah. Because the Arizona College used to be NFC East. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams have been rearranged. So I think it's more competitive. It's, it's, it's worth watch viewing. So now you've got the NFC, NFC West playing the AFC West this year, and you know how that switches around every year. And, and then the NFC West also are playing the, the NFC East teams. 
So mm-hmm. that switches around every year just to make just to make the uh, conference more tough and more competitive. Not tough, but more competitive. All right, we were talking about the Kansas City Royals. We watched Baumgartner in the first game handle his business. Then Lincecum come up and he has a tight back. He can't play. Uh, he didn't finish the game last night. But the Kansas City Royals going to win this game. You saw what was going on in that game. You just knew they were going to tie it up. And, and, it, and it was great. Cinderella or not, I'm looking for a seven-game series where I would like, and I just see I finished saying, if the Diamondbacks are not in it, the team that I root for mm-hmm. or a team that I watch, San Francisco Giants is another – that's the team that's in that conference that uh, we get to see often. Mm-hmm. But my bias is that I went to the University of Kansas. I spent a lot of time in Kansas, and I know the Kansas City Royals, um, and I know they haven't been to the World Series since – 1985. Who was there? Brett. Um, God, why well, can't I think of his name? The the Hall of Famer, Brett. Uh, God, I know y'all ain't gonna know, but anyway, George Brett. Who? George Brett. George Brett. Uh, yeah. Since then, since 1985. So you look at that. You know, it could be a Cinderella in itself. But my bias is with the Kansas City Royals on this one. On this one right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, but I am looking for a great series out of the two. And then you've got to look at what the San Francisco Giants continue to do in a short amount of time because we can look at the Boston Red Sox. We can look at the, at the uh, New York Yankees and, and say, oh, those are dynasties over there. Yeah, and then the Giants are fighting for, well, you know, don't forget about us. Uh, right. The Red Sox and we the Yankees, the they've been doing it yeah, for the last couple of years. And, you know, like, like Doug was saying, you get tired of seeing that same team over and over again. But the Giants, you know, they're really – they might have a year off, but then the next year they're right in the World Series again, and right they'll take another year, it. then they're right back in it. So I would, you know, you don't, you can't get tired of seeing them because you really don't see them every year, not even making the playoffs. So right. when they make that push to the World Series, they have their fan base going strong as well, and I think it's uh, it's, it's great to see them trying to build their own like little dynasty. Just don't forget about us. You got the you talk about the Red Sox, you talk about the Yankees. Um, these World Series history, history teams, the mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Tigers, Giants are like, don't forget about us. And the Lakers are like you that, know? too. Don't forget yeah. about us. We, no one's saying we will make the playoffs, but right. it's, it's, it's October. Speaking of the Lakers, man. It's what's, October. Did you hear some of the talks about Kobe Bryant? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, you know what? Really you know messing what? up the Lakers or yeah. dysfunctioning up the, it, what the Lakers is doing? Here's my problem with that. Here's my problem with the entire thing. When a player comes out and say what he or she feels um, – and we, when we are capped in, in our finances, it, it's, a big wor- it's a big problem that, that we shouldn't speak our mind. It's almost like ownership treat the players, grown men and grown women, like kids. Just don't be, you can be seen, but don't be heard. Just do your job. This is what we're paying you for. Mm-hmm. But when you're speaking on some truth, when you're speaking on some truth, some true issues and some true concerns, well, let's sit at the table and talk about it. Don't say, oh, this guy's Kobe. And, and maybe so. You find me a guy who don't want to play with Kobe, and I find you a guy who's scared of the spotlight. Uh, I know we know who Kobe is. We know Kobe. The Lakers are Kobe until Kobe is gone. Mm-hmm. That's what I would want it. But I will come in there and hold my own if I'm if I'm that if I'm that type of guy. Don't tell me that Kobe is messing up the Lakers when all he did was win championships there. He won champ- when when you thought he was gonna never win a championship when Shaq left. Mm-hmm. You thought he was gonna never win another one. Kobe wins two more. Right. You give him nothing. You gave him uh, D'Antonio and thought he's going to championship with D'Antonio, who don't play defense, <laughs> who don't play defense. All he want to do is run up and down the court. He did a great job with that with the uh, Phoenix Suns, 
But the Phoenix Suns didn't play defense either. They ran teams out the gym. And when it was time to play defense, it was too late. Uh, the deficit was too big. But then they had players to do that. Mm-hmm. And Kobe kind of has a statement now of, you know, with the new contract he signed with last year. Kobe were very He's saying, you're going you're gonna to win this champion, the next championship, the next playoff run we're going to have. It's going to be with me. So that gives opportunity of bringing in big-time free agents. That closes that door a uh, little or two, bringing in a Carlos Boozer and a Pal Gasol, or not Pal Gasol, uh, yeah, Boozer, Ed Davis, like good basketball players in the right. post, but not well-known household names. So that gives them an opportunity to bring in a Jeremy Lin. And not really, because Kobe's contract is in the way. So even on the court, I guess you could say, you know, he's going to touch his balls, he's going to have his touches, he's going to get his shots. But off the court as well, financially, I mean, he with that secure contract, he's saying, y'all going to win, but y'all, we're not going to win without me. We're going to finish with me still leading on this team. And I think that's where the whole talks of, well, maybe he's in the way. Maybe he's blocking this opportunity. It's a whole new world of the NBA. Everybody's jumping teams. Kobe's staying at home, and they, I think they overpaid. Or he took that big contract to close down free agency in L.A. It's either you want to come here or you don't, and I'm the leader, you know, so – what what about the owner? What about Jim? Uh, what about the owner of the team? What he's gonna do? Oh, Je- Miss Jenny Bus? Not Jenny Bus. Oh. She, she's the she's she, Jenny Bus has all the all the final says. But she's oh, not Miss Cupcheck. Miss Cupcheck is a GM. He uh, but but Jim uh, Bus is the oh, yeah. guy. He is the guy. He's the guy. I say this because of the basketball basketball knowledge. Mm-hmm. But in and when all is said and done. Jeannie Buss makes all the final decisions, and she was biased, mm-hmm. and she was the one to say Kobe's worth every penny they got. Yeah. Kobe, you, it's, it's okay to get rid of, throw your cow out the pasture when the cow is not producing more, any more milk, or you, you feel like, oh, it's time to cut you up for some steaks. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but how we forget so much as fans and, and people and human nature that, wait a minute, this is the same guy who, took, who got us five championships again. Why are we, why are we still a dynasty in the world of basketball? Mm-hmm. And now, because he spoke his mind, you Bill Bill Cosby spoke his mind on something, and you people went crazy because all I saw was Bill Cosby on the Cosby Show, a Family Man and a Jello Pudding Man, mm-hmm. and when he said some real stuff, you forget that this guy is from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He grew up in the city, and he see real stuff, and he want his he want things to be what they are, mm-hmm. not not what you perceive them to be. So people take their perceptions and make them facts instead of making the facts what they are. It's crazy, man. We're gonna come back and we're gonna take we're gonna take a break, but um we're gonna come back, we're gonna talk some concussion, we're gonna talk some uh NCAA uh football. There's some big games going on with uh, a lot of rankings implements involved. You know, definitely ASU, uh Michigan State and Michigan plays this weekend. That's gonna be a great game. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four Kwame Lasso the Sports Talk. Take a quick break, we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Tune in for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective on the Voice America Sports Channel. Our guests will bring you the stories, the opinions, the expertise, and the inspiration behind what you hear in sports news. Find out what happens next. 
Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas. <laughs> Baby mamas, mamas. This song for you, Demiel. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Miss Jackson. Hey, welcome back to the Cormelasson Sports Talk. We are in our last segment, and it will go by fast. Uh, I don't know if you guys know or can list. You probably can list one or two. Some of the best college athletes that never played in the National Football League. Some of the best college football players. Charlie Ward, Maurice, Cl- <laughs> Maurice Claret. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Maurice Claret. He, now, he was great in college, man. This guy was a... This guy was great in college at Ohio State, but yeah, he was also the Jameis Winston before Jameis Winston. No, it was a lot of people before them clowns. Uh, Jim Steelwagon, Ohio State. Ohio State had a lot of guys in play. Uh, you could talk about Pete uh, Dawkins at the Army, um, Tony Rice for Notre Dame. Tony Rice went to Canada. Mm-hmm. I, I, never, I never understood that. Tim, uh, Timmy Chang with Hawaii. And, I, and and this is based off number two, Luke Staley at BYU. This is based off their college numbers. Mm-hmm. Major Harris, another guy. Remember, remember West Virginia? No. Mm-mm. No, because I think that was in the early 90s. And you was just a I remember Timmy Chang, though. The, yeah, he Hawaii? He used to throw that thing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. He put up numbers where if he didn't go to – if he went anywhere else, he'd be talking about a first-rounder. Right. Yeah, definitely. Rick Leach, uh, Tracy Ham over at uh, Georgia Southern. Man, there was so many guys. Tommy Frazier never played in the NFL. Nebraska, Tommy Frazier mm-hmm. went to Canada. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, uh, you even got some Heisman candidates. Uh, Dick Casimir went to Princeton. Jason White, Oklahoma's quarterback. He was so soft anyway, so he ain't no way he's going to play. <laughs> um, who, else, who else was in there? There's a lot of guys. But you, you can think about it. Ernie Davis in Syracuse, Heisman candidate. Um, Eric Crouch. It's a lot of guys. Cole Brenner. Remember Cole Brenner in Hawaii? Another oh, Hawaiian yeah, guy? I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Cole Brenner. Yep. David Green. All right, let's get into some uh, – let's get into – I want to talk about uh, – you know, one, one thing I wanted to say, and we we be in and out of this, mm-hmm. is I hate – well, I keep saying hate, and I don't know if I hate anything. I, there might be one or two things I hate. Uh, I dislike snitches. Okay. And and I go to the uh, now, in, in moral in moral situations and moral on your moral compass, University of North Carolina they have an, they have a situation over there with uh, academics, um, kids not going to school but getting their academics. When it benefits you, 
there's not a whole lot of things you are saying about it because it's benefiting you at the moment. And I don't, I don't think that the professors and whomever, anybody in the academic part, department should have done anything like this as far as kids not having to go to school mm-hmm. or not go to class, I should say, mm-hmm. not having to go to class and, and get certain grades that they get. But well, at what point was is it okay for you as a as that professor when it, the sports cannot become before athletics and a lot of times it does in certain programs or with certain kids or certain people it shouldn't come before athletics but then when you all said and done and you got your degree and your education now you come back and tell I, I got a problem with that you come back so now you you feel like it's kind of like a uh, let me go in the worst case scenario you know how somebody a serial killer it just one day, all of a sudden, he feel remorseful, so he got to tell everybody he did this. Now, mm-hmm. that bum should be in jail for the rest of his life. Um, but on, on, a, on a, just to bring the point, my point across, like at Florida State, when you was getting free shoes, it was okay. When now you was when you was getting money, or coaches or boosters was doing this, it was okay. Why you was getting it? Now I, I think kids should be paid in college anyway. But now that you are out of college, you're going on with your life, and you think now you're sitting there reflecting, man, I should have. Uh, I should have taken that money. So now you go tell on the whole program instead of just going and talk to people. Stop doing this for the word come out. I just don't want to do. It. I don't know what you guys real quickly because I don't want to be on this this subject a whole the whole entire segment. What do you guys think about that? Well, take, I think take it's, your time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a lot to think about. But real quick, I mean to get it done with. Uh, you know, when you're a player, you know the university treats you one way, and I think. Those guys, they they felt a little just people like that who come out like that. They just feel a little little sorrow. They always felt you know people patting you on the butt, making you feel good when you're there. But then when you're done, it's just like oh, you're just a thought in the past. So you think the person who gets the, who's who's getting the treatment, who's getting the there, treatment, say is, where are you are where are you guys now? Yeah, and he's feeling it. You know, they they feel that. Oh, after, well, he's a dummy. Yeah, well, I think that has something to do with a little jealousy of. You know, oh, y'all was loving me then, but now y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't invite me back to certain events. I can't get into certain games. I can't sit on the sidelines. Yeah, I think that's a problem. So it's just like a whole other subject. Yeah, and I I think that's a problem. I think that yeah, it definitely is a problem because even if you guys come back to our school or whatever, we go out to do a game, and they're like, oh, you guys don't have sideline passes. That's crazy. You know what I did for this program? I'm the reason why this program is still going. I I agree. Y'all was about to shut down the program before I got here. Now I can't even get on the sideline that I'm. Put, that I put this money now, into. Now, one of the guys worry about So lobby. I'm about to go out and snitch on some people. See, don't do that. Don't <laughs> not do that. me. I know. I'm not saying me. I'm not one of those guys. I, like, I'm like you. I don't. I dislike those men, those people. I think it's a lot of uh, a liability for the sideline stuff. But I hear exactly what you're saying. And um, for for your athletes not to be getting on the sideline, you can be on the sideline, just be on the opposite side of where the team is going. Don't be where you can get yeah, hurt. Yeah. Well, you could get hurt. Even, even though you play, you still might have some athletic ability instinct. <laughs> yeah. It happens so fast. If I'm on the 20-yard line going in, be on the 20-yard line away from me. Mm-hmm. But you could be on the sideline. And that shows that people can come back and support the team or you welcome them back. And there's a lot of programs that's not like that. Mm-hmm. Doug, you want to speak on a little bit? Yeah, you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Okay, my phone was acting up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, you you're going to have a lot of people on both sides of this type of issue because look at from a Division One all the way down to a Division Three because we're talking about obviously you know if, you, if the college you know pays the players which granted you can make the argument all day long 
those players are the ones that are bringing the fans in and making the money for the school as it is. So, we're, you know, you've got to figure out where's that line. Um, but at the same time, looking at the NCAA in whole with all the different schools out there that's been coming out of as far as selling memorabilia or, you know, your uniforms, where you have Ohio State that got punished a lot, but then you look at Florida State and really not a whole lot's going on. So there's no consistency as far as the punishment goes in, in that aspect, but um, like you, I, I think NCAA and these colleges need to figure out what they can do to kind of curb this a little bit, whether it's paying for um, the other student-athletes to come, but then you have the, the choice there where you have to look at, well, how do you decipher as far as, say, uh, Arizona State, where they're bringing in a lot of money compared to a D1, D3 type school. Indiana State? Is, is Stop it. Barely getting the crowd of a high school football game. So how you decipher how much to pay each school and each athlete. Oh, well, that, that's true. I heard that. And that's a, that's a topic we've been talking about for the past six, seven years. We've been on air uh, on this station. The... How do you pay these guys? But how do you, if you Indiana State, how do you got guys that made that program what it is? And you know it's a small market, but we can't welcome our alumni back. Oh, we we will, but you got to sit in the stands. I understand that. Yeah. You can sit in the stands. You can stay on the first. I mean, you can even bar. You can even compromise. First half of the game, you want you want to stay on the sideline, but sit in the stands so I. Alumni fans still see our guys that can come back, right. or vice versa. Second half, first half, however you want to do it, however it benefits the program. But and and there's certain places you have to be. As far as being paid as a player, I think every college athlete should be paid. Don't tell me mm-hmm. your education is your pay, because a coach gets so much that he don't do anything. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything. Uh, uh, I say this about a coach or, or a manager or you put the talent on the field. You you have a great talent or a great eye to see what 11 guys, we're talking football, what 11 guys, basketball, what five guys, baseball, what nine guys can play together and give us the best chance to win this game? Who can I bring in if this guy go down? You got to have some managerial skills too. Uh, and, and, and most coaches, they have to have a sociology and a psychology degree because they be turned into counselors. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coming from a different place and have different lifestyles and have, diff- have different cultures you got to mesh all that together. And we see that with a lot of teams, and those teams are usually called winners. So, oh, sure. And, and so if, if I'm going to pay a player, that's why it's hard for me to be a coach. I've had coaches that, yeah, stop by, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to a lot of colleges, so I, you would have a hard time figuring out what coach that was. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, come by, stop by, because I understand. Like, I would be – that's why I am the guy with how I am with players – I'm more of a player coach, but when we trying to work, I, cut the jokes out. We 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 about to work mm-hmm. now, but any other time, man, let's let's have some fun, and yeah. then let's have some fun once we taking care of business. Once everybody have the assignments down, let's have some fun doing what we do best. Let's go about our business of winning football games or winning or whatever we win and trying to win. Yeah, and it's not right, for, like you say, you got to have the assignments down. It's not right for you know professors to make up classes and. To give, but this free been going assignments. on for <laughs> this, yeah. exactly. I don't, I don't condone this. Uh, yeah. Not, not really. Um, <laughs> I, I, this been going on for eighteen years at uh-huh. North Carolina. Now it's all coming out. So you got to go eighteen years back because I know some guys that went to North Carolina University of North Carolina. I know these guys, mm-hmm. and, and I don't. 
But these are some intelligent guys that I know. So I don't, I don't know if they were part of this. All they were part of the athletic program. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these guys were. I, I can't. It'd be hard. I would be surprised if they were part of that. And maybe they didn't know. Maybe they yeah. showed up for class and and maybe got C's and end up with a B. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they was getting D's or end up with C's. I don't know. There was a guy on that North Carolina football team. He was a three-time Snitch. academic All-American. He took one of those classes mm. his freshman year when he redshirted. Didn't know. He just took a class that he was supposed to take and was All-American academic, took high scholar classes, all of that. Mm-hmm. Came back his senior year, did camp, did all that. Before camp started, uh, the NCAA called him and was like, yeah, we're going to suspend you for your last season year. He's like, well, for what? For a freshman class I took a long time ago, and he couldn't that's, play his last year. That's not his fault. That's intelligent. You know, like, you know, these guys are intelligent guys, you know, who just didn't even know. Right. And that's not his fault, but he had to say severe punishment losing his senior year. I think you know football. if you, you got to see or be or not. Yeah. I yeah, think you, at the same time, that's, I mean, you're talking about 18, 19-year-old kids at the time. Right. Part of that's going to fall into the coach to make sure True. His classes are the classes he needed to take. Well, we had a guy named Tim Allen made sure everybody was in class. He's at Michigan State right now. He made sure everybody was in class for the football program. It wasn't no, oh, Kwame, you don't have oh, to go yeah. to class. Our whole coaching staff was like that yeah. with us. This guy, Tim Allen, was thorough about his job and his business at the University of Kansas. Now, again, he's with Michigan State. But if you weren't in class, you, you was going to have some problems. Okay. And he made that. So let, let me um, – let me move on to this. We got four minutes until we close. Probably. Hey, and actually, you know what? I want to make a point really quick, especially talking about Fairweather fans and coaches and everything else. Uh huh. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, and, and this is good because it's it's a hot topic between at least ASU and U of A. Um, and obviously, ASU's new uh, head coach for baseball, Tracy Smith. Well, when U of A USC were playing about a week or two weeks ago um, on Twitter, Arizona football threw up that. Um, their kicker is about to, you know, attempt a 36-yard field goal, 17 kicks left. Well, Tracy Smith comes in, Twitter types, miss it. Then the next week, Arizona football has pushed it to the right, and then he puts the little thumbs-up um, icon next to it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So now U of A is up in an uproar, saying that it was unprofessional for a coach to do that. But yet, you've got a lot of people saying, hey, that's just a rivalry. You know, you got a new head coach coming in trying to get the fan base. So... Yeah, my question is, what you guys feel is, as far as coaches go, is that unprofessional or is that, hey, I'm a new coach, I'm trying to get the fan base, show I'm here for the school, and it's all in clean, fun, clean, you know, it's a, it's a rivalry. I, I see. Is I'm, there a big issue on that? I'm all about this. I'm a new coach, and I want to come in and change the atmosphere because there's a reason why I'm a new coach, because the atmosphere is not right wherever he is. Let's say it's U of A. I want to change the atmosphere anyway, so I got to go on the on the integrity of I'm worth everything I say I am as far as coaching. Can I get recruited? What what the uh, academic department, the athletic department, going to give me so I can go out and get these guys? I'm not going to do anything immoral per se. Uh, I'm a I'm gonna leave everything we do on a, on in football and in classrooms going to be up to that individual. We're going to practice hard. We're going to learn our craft. We're going to practice hard on our craft. We're going to learn our assignments, or you're not going to be on the field. So I'm going to play the game on between the lines. Um, but I do believe a lot of coaches play the game in the newspaper, through the media, which is good because if you're silly enough like 
to buy into what I'm saying, and that takes away from what you're trying to do with your team, then I already got you. So I understand um, it could be seen as immoral, but where I'm coming from, where I see it is, is I'm going to play the game. I'm going to worry about what I can control and my players. And let me say this before we get off there, because we got a minute left. That four minutes went to one minute and two <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Mike, you're killing me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this In 20 years There would be no more NFL football There might not be In, in 20 years Oof. There would be no more NFL football How are you going to get How are you going Because they going With the lawsuits And everything You're going to ask kids, And we don't have time To discuss this But we could discuss this tomorrow But I'll just throw this topic out Right now Because we're about to close There would be no more NFL football In 20, 25 years Because how are you going to get Guys to sign up and say Or how the NFL is going to say you can play this game, but everything is up to you. You're gonna have to change the contracts. You're gonna have to change how much you pay them a week, or every two weeks. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna get a guy to sign a, a waiver and say everything is up to me, because mm-hmm. that's what everybody who never, who think they know what they talk about saying. Oh, well, you know what you was getting into. Mm-hmm. No, 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 we didn't. No, we didn't. I didn't know you was gonna hire reports. But but well, same thing back with Kobe, when the players and. He or she speaks out on issues, it becomes the player that's this, this, and that, and it's not all good. But when the owners say this and the fans think, oh, well, you know what you was getting into. You know Mm -hmm. this is a physical sport. This game is too violent. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about this tomorrow. First thing, this game is too violent. So you're not going to – I can't see football the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. I can see a legitimate great flag football game making a lot of money. This Ah. is the Kwame (laughs) Sports Talk. Unfortunately, hmm. this is a topic you guys keep this on your brain and you think about it because I want some legitimate conversation about it. Got Doug on the line, Demar Lachey in the studio, Kwamalasa Sports Talk. Tomorrow is Friday. Today is Thursday, Thursdays. We'll talk to you tomorrow. for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.